This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You know, today is a great day to uh, sit back and watch some television. Be a great day to binge something. Wouldn't it, though? And uh, I think that's why we've opened the phone lines to hear from you guys. Colleen is asking the question, what you watching? 651-641-1071. Thanks for, uh, I almost said calling, but, you know, thanks for calling in advance. But also, for those of you just listening to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071, before we get to your question, Colleen, I do want to just remind folks they can head to MyTalk1071.com and pick up those tickets for Project Down and Dirty Yeah, I'll tell you what you should be binging. You should be binging Project Down and Dirty Construction, or you should be preparing yourself because that is going to be an event a multi-day event on the air and you will get to come to the culmination of it to watch us crush things and as holly said construct construct stuff i'm really excited about this now i know you're excited and i am grateful that you're excited so i hope people will call but colleen you started watching a tv program again and you love it I did. and uh so you want people to join the binge fest conversation yeah Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What are you binging? What you watching? So I sometimes you know you know how like there's it's like soup season and it's like sweater season and so you're trying to find like all the things that bring you comfort. Yeah. And one of the things that brings me comfort is old television shows that I used to love. And one of the shows I've started watching again is Felicity. Hmm. Which did you watch Felicity? No. So this is oh. This is Carrie Russell. This was a mid-90s program. And what I loved about Felicity is Felicity, I think it started in 1993. I may be wrong, but I'm going to go with that because I lied. I think it started in 90. I don't remember. All that matters is it was lining up with my college. Eight. Okay, that's what makes sense. Okay, because I graduated from college in 99. And so Felicity started while I was still in college. And it is a story of a, a girl going, a woman going to college um, and sort of like finding herself. And so it, it was one of those shows that lined up with what I was going through at the time that it was on. Yeah. So I just remember, I just have really fond memories of it. And it's four, it's four seasons. And also it's back when seasons weren't like 10 episodes. They're like 20 some episodes. So a season is a lot to chew on. And and where do you watch it? Um, I had to buy it on Amazon. I'm oh, not okay. going to lie to you. Right. I actually have the DVDs, I but what I don't have anymore is a DVD player. Yeah, that would help. Unless I watch in my car, which they don't advise when okay, you're driving. That's, that's so strange. Don't do that. 
I'm not going to do that. So anyway, so I just, I bought it on Amazon and I've been watching it and it just like brings you back to the nostalgia places. Yes, we love a good nostalgia binge. 651-641-1071. What you binge? And let's go to Chrissy. She's been patiently waiting to tell us what she's binging. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, how you doing? Good. What are you binging? Okay, we are watching Big Sky. Oh, okay, I keep on seeing ads for this one. Is this the one with the people who find the money and then, or is that yeah, a different one? The kids. Yep. The kids. Yes. Do. Yeah. But it's been different each, each storyline. This is like the third one and it's crazy. And they kind of weave these characters in and out of the new story. And each season or whatever is just crazier than the first one. And it's, it's so good. It's sick. It's, so exciting and it's so good it's uh, unbelievable and it looks like it's on abc so you can i'm assuming watch it on hulu if you haven't seen the previous seasons yep yep that's what my friend does and um yeah she's just oh it's just mind-blowing it's so good so all right okay that is awesome like that is a serious recommendation right there thank you chrissy thank you chrissy uh let's go to rich rich is on the line hey rich hello what you binging Um, the morning show and Ted Lasso. It's kind of cliche, though, I feel. Why, but, do you, uh, why do you think it's cliche? Well, because they're covering on all the media outlets, and everybody's like, you got to watch this. It's all over Instagram. Everybody's talking about it. Um, but I really do I can re- enjoy I can really show. relate to this, Rich. I can really relate to this. Colleen doesn't want to have to watch Ted Lasso. And everybody's what? like, you got to watch it. I'm like, chill out. Maybe I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his personality is a little overwhelming at first, but then it really starts to get into the hard emotional stuff the thing, know, as it plays out. I actually talked to somebody, to. Did you watch um, Blue, uh, Bloops, Bleeps Creek? Oh, yes. Um, yes uh, through my wife. So I actually, we had, we had friends this weekend who said they like Ted Lasso better than Bleeps Creek. Um. I don't know how you could say that. They're so distinctly different. I mean, I would say the same thing. I haven't watched either, but I I feel like that was fighting words, but... Yeah, Bleeps Creek. Um, I didn't see myself getting into it, but I was definitely looking over my wife's shoulder pretending I was getting something out of the kitchen until I was sitting on the couch next to her. (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, Rich, thanks thanks for those two. The Morning Show and Ted Lasso. Colleen, you are not watching Ted Lasso. It's fine. I, you know, I'm resisting. I'm still, yeah. I'm still in the resistance. I think it's only two seasons, right? And they're like 30 minute episodes. Somebody tried yes. to sell us to watch it this weekend, obviously. And I was like, yeah, no, that's, I'm good. Thanks. Bye. I've, you know what? I'll be honest. I've had two, I, I've had a lot of people say you should watch it and nobody has given me a more compelling reason why than two of my friends from seminary who are absolutely pushing it super hard, but gave me a good sell. They were like, this is, there is no other show like this on television. (laughs) Fine. I'll get around to it. Don't worry. Holly, are you binging anything right now? Well, I was binging Stanley Tucci's Italy, but actually in our household, we are revisiting the Sopranos from beginning to end. Now, so had you watched, had you previously watched the Sopranos? Yes, but not in a bingeable form. We're currently on season three right now. And this was inspired by the film release, The Many Saints of Newark, the Sopranos Mm. prequel that debuted on HBO Max earlier this month. And? It's nice. It's nice to revisit Tony and and all the, and Carmela and all the gang. And how, like, so how far in are you now? She said she was in season three. Season three. Okay. That's like, that's intense right there. Like, that's a, 
That's like a mega binge. Yeah, I've never watched The Sopranos. I've thought about it once in a while, but I feel like it's such a commitment because it's so many seasons. I, I don't think I could do it. It's a lot. I, like yeah. most of those shows, I'm sure there will come a point at which I have some sort of knock on wood debilitation where I'm forced to sit in front of a couch, whether it's like a torn hamstring or something, or I just like have no. There are so nothing. many options these days. <laughs> I know, right? Or there's nothing better to do. Um, but there's so many other things I want to watch that I don't feel hard pressed to go back and start the Sopranos from the beginning. Although now I'm going to get all the emails as to why let's quickly mm-hmm. move to Jennifer, who is calling to share with us what she is binging. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, what you binging? Uh, I just, I just watched a show called Made, M-A-I-D, and it's really a beautiful uh, character story about a young woman who's homeless, and she's coming from an abusive relationship, and you end up feeling empathy for the abuser as well as her, and you really get the story of what it's like to be a young mother um, homeless. Interesting. Trying to work the system. And, I mean, I think it's important. I live in a neighborhood where we have a lot of panhandlers, and um, we had a couple of encampments around here over the last couple summers, and it's really important for people to understand just how hard that struggle is. Yeah. Did you say... see a different perspective. That's the one with Reese Witherspoon, right? No. mm -mm. Oh, not Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Who am I thinking of? Margaret Crowley. Yeah. All right, that was made, M-A-I-D, correct, Jennifer? Really beautifully done, really, really beautifully done. And then the flip side of that coin, I watched the dumbest show called um, uh, Sexy Beast. Oh, okay, never heard of that. <laughs> you yeah, who's in that? that it's um, people, it's filmed in England, oh. people with these crazy costumes on. and they. they it's have the a, furry dating oh, show. It's the like dating the mask, show. but yes. for dating. Would you recommend <laughs> it? Um, I would. It's kind of funny, but All right. it's, it's uh, completely trashy and dumb. But yeah, perfect. We love <laughs> trashy and dumb. We do that most days from noon to three. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We're going to run. Thank you to everybody who called. When we come back, Brittany is back in headlines, at least on the show, because Sam, her fiance, is working very hard on the publicity end of things. We'll tell you why when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. You got your tickets yet? No? What are you waiting for? Project Down Dirty is almost here, man. Get your tickets. There's it's going to be real number. dirty, too. It's going to get real dirty at Project Down to Dirty Construction. Pew, pew. MyTalk1071.com is where you get those tickets. They went on sale today. They're not going to be on sale forever, so TikTok, hurry up. You'll probably actually be able to see some TikToks of us riding around on big equipment. Hello and good mm. afternoon. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm the Bradley. That's the Colleen and the Holly. Hi. You guys, um... Can we get the Cobra Gang together, Britney yes. style? I know it's, we did this already, but let's do it again. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. We're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Oh, that's Sam Asgari. He's working really hard on the publicity. Oh, I said oh. publicity. What do you think? Okay. said nothing, nothing um, to prove. Apparently his future husband, Bonafides, um, not only that this time, apparently he's also um, letting us know that they're not going to crop the, their dog's ears. What? Okay. So there's some stuff here we need to talk about when it comes to Sam Asgari and Britney Spears. First of which is that there was a headline over at E that Sam Asgari 
don't worry, has an amazing relationship with Britney's kids. In fact, according to a source, Sam Asghari would eventually love to have, have kids of his own. So being a part of her kid's life is a great step towards that. Okay. Would you like to unravel all that? Uh, you know what? My brain was in a different place where I was thinking about the blind items that say that he already does have kids. Right. So, oh. so first of all, all I hear is lies. But again, we don't, that is not confirmed. That is rumor as pushed by our friend Enti Lawyer. Yeah, I mean, so that's all we, we do on this show. So that's all we know. Duh. Um, so that's the first place my brain went. Um, the second place my brain went was like, obviously, Sam Asgari has a friend at E that he called up and was like, hey, uh, write something nice about me and Britney's kids. Well, uh, exactly. When you read the E story again, E! It's, it's just that letter. Um, the headline says exclusive how Sam shows his unwavering support for Britney Spears' son. And then in the article, it says a source exclusively tells E! News, Sam Asgari. Mm-hmm. That the newly engaged uh, couple's love is the real deal, and they are super united, and they're very involved in each other's lives, and wait for it, here's here's the, like, tell. Not only are they, quote, very involved in each other's lives, they're also very involved in their businesses. Mm, oh. That's an interesting choice of words, interesting. is it Interesting. But anyway. It, that is Interesting. Also, can I just say one other thing yeah. about that? If you have to tell E how great your relationship is, well, or like how real it is, I feel like you don't you don't use those actual words. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's Unless like when you're like, oh yes. We, I mean, no. Again, if you're saying it, it's probably not true because you're trying to prove to somebody something right. that we should be able to see with our own eyes, but we don't. So thank you. Right. Um, at, I mean, that's the most cynical interpretation. But anyway, back to the kids, you know, because, yeah. again, he's got this amazing relationship with the Coons. According to the insider, Sam also has a relationship with Britney's sons, uh, Sean Preston Federline. That's a lot of words. He's 16. And then Jaden, who's 15. When it comes to the boys, Sam is definitely part of their lives because he's part of Britney's life in every single way. So, especially with the Free Britney movement, he's been on the forefront of everything. And Britney doesn't hide any part of her life from Sam or any part of her life from her kids because her life is so open now. Oh, my God. This is They threw a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of things in that soup. I'm a little concerned about Sam. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just now? I'm saying, like, I don't trust him. Neither do I. I 
and what I meant by just now is like I feel like we've been carrying that torch. Yeah, but this is different. You know, I mean, he's he might try to steal her, like kidnap her. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. No, but I I just feel like you know somebody who's working really hard to be like. It's like he's invading every area. I don't say invading is not the right word, but he's like through publicity trying to be right. like, we're so happy. Right. See like how happy we are. He's, like he's holding on to her really tightly going, <laughs> we're happy, right? And he's over explaining. And what do we know about over explaining things? Ooh, that's lies. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when you offer details that yeah. nobody asked for, you're proud. We know. It. Um, okay, so what is the situation with their dog? Thank you for asking. So, you know, Sam Asgari is not only involved in Brittany's children's lives. He is also involved in the lives of her dogs, specifically the dog that he surprised her with. And he wants Again, you bad to... idea. Bad idea. Surprise animals are not a good thing. It's very, very risky. And ultimately... Animals are people, too. Okay, so the headline is, Sam Asgari says he and Britney Spears will not crop new puppies' ears. Calls the practice selfish. Which I just thought was an interesting statement, like, you know, that's selfish. Well, do you want to talk about selfish, Sam Asgari? <laughs> anyway, the story is, you know, they got that new puppy, Portia. Portia the puppy. Yeah. Portia the Doberman Pinscher. And remember, Doberman's... Because it's, it's going to protect her. Yeah, because she needs a protecty dog. She yeah, can't have one of them... she's, you know, weak, and she needs protection. She can't have one of them cute furry dogs that somehow disappeared mysteriously, and we've never mm. heard from since. She also needs a big manly dog. But, you know, manly dogs like Doberman Pinchers, they got to have their uh, ears and tails clipped or what have you. Um, however, Sam, I mean, this is actually a good story. I'm happy to hear this, that they're not... Um, going to be cropping the puppy's ears and I don't know anything about the practice. I just don't understand the need to do it. Therefore, I will read the words from Sam himself. Quote, first of all, we love her floppy ears. She's a lover, not a fighter. She's a protector. Okay. And three, it turns out that it's actually cruel to do that to Dobermans or any dog. It's actually a fashion statement. So, I mean, you know, I'm kind of here half here with this. I endorse this. Yeah, I endorse the behavior, but I the, but the 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 verbiage is a little suspect. Yeah, I'm confused about the word selfish. I don't know. Listen, I'm open to the fact that Sam Asgari is not has not polished his act. Yeah, yet <laughs> we're still seeing he's a little bit rough around but, the edges. Uh, yeah, but there's time. He'll shape up. Uh, or or he might just kidnap her and take her to another planet, and then we won't see Brittany uh, again, and then we'll have to free say, her but all over again. Again, we also don't trust him at all. Exactly. When we come back, you know what we do trust is the uh, fact that it's time for Lord and Lady D-Bag. Celebrities behaving badly. Colleen will have some. I'll have some. Holly will bring snacks. It'll be a great time. Join us on the other side of this right here on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities, they're always behaving so badly. Naughty, naughty celebrities. Naughty celebrities. Lucky for you because we get to give you a whole big fat segment full of them each and every day here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Just about 1.30. Uh, if you had an appointment at 1.30, you should be there by now. You're probably late. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. And uh, Holly over there as well. Hey. Now let's get to those uh, Lord and Lady D-bags. 
Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your tea bag? Who's your tea bag? Oh, is it my tea bag? It is. It's your tea bag. Oh, yes. Fun. Sharon Osbourne. Ooh, what did she do today? Uh, what is she not doing? There was a story over at page six. Her show. Right? Ooh. The talk. It's not her show anymore. Uh, Sharon Osbourne has slammed her former bosses on the talk, calling them, quote, here's my favorite, weak women. Jeez. With no backbone. No. No. You know, the best thing to do when you're fired for being... I can't. It's just this writes itself. Anyway, let me tell you what she said, and then I'll have my saucy opinions. She uh, called uh, or dragged, as page six says, the head of CBS Daytime, Amy Reisenbach, and showrunners Heather Gray and Kristen Matthews during an interview on Sirius XM's The Megyn Kelly Show. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet they're all friends with Piers Morgan. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so she said that those women went from being her longtime friends to destroying her career. Because, you know, that's a thing that longtime friends do to one another. Mm-hmm. She said, quote, I think that the showrunners were doing what Amy had told them to do. Weak, weak women that didn't have a backbone to turn around and say, this is suicidal. We can't do this. And then to let it go after the break. So it was 20 minutes on national television bashing me. 20 minutes. They just blindsided me. I will go on. But what is your cursory reaction to the idea that Sharon Osbourne would be calling uh, women showrunners weak, weak women? I have a lot. I have a lot. My immediate two reactions Number one, are we still talking about this and why? Number I one. Need a job. Number two, the fact that we're still talking about this actually tells me that somebody else is a weak person and that's mm. the person who's not dealing with the reality mm-hmm. that this is in the rearview mirror and we should move forward. Ding to the Sharon. D- ding to the ding. Yes, mm. indeedly do. She did go on to say Sharon did. And remember, for the audience who doesn't remember, I just said remember audience who doesn't remember. Well, now Sharon, Os- Sharon Osborne was was criticized. You know, this is the thing. Remember how we were at pains at, at the point that this happened to point out what was actually happening? Because Sharon Osborne kept acting as though we were in a different universe and we didn't see the things that were in front of us. She mm-hmm. couldn't handle some like very easy questions that people asked her and then tried to make a discussion about race, about her and couldn't have a, a cogent conversation with her coworkers. She couldn't do her job, basically. Right. That's what it amounted to. Like, if you take all of the, like, uh, buzzwords or not buzzwords, but like all of the um, just uh, firebombs that she was throwing verbally, if you take all of that out of it, at the end of the day, we said this at the time, she just wasn't doing her job. And guess what happens when you don't do your job? People don't want to. You, you, there are consequences. Exactly. And before those consequences were actually meted out, she left. Right. So she didn't even deal with the consequences as they were to come. She left of her own accord and then acted as though she'd been fired. At least that's the remember the remembering that I've done on this particular story. So no, I I think you're remembering it correctly. Um, she did go on anyway. That's that's what happened, right? She 
essentially made a bunch of comments that made her look like a fool and racist. And, you know, that didn't sit well with her. And instead of dealing with it and confronting the people that were hurt that were so-called friends of hers and coworkers, she just left in a huff and has not stopped talking about it since. Well, and this is what's frustrating about the not stopping talking about it is that there's sort of there's a misguided notion that if she just educates the rest of us on what happened from her perspective, she'll be able to move the needle and change our minds. No, like we all have eyeballs. We saw what happened. We are adults and can formulate our own opinions. And you're going on the, you know, the making the rounds to try to set the record straight. No, we already know the record. We heard the record. We read the record. Well, and we kind of didn't even want to buy the record in the first place. We maybe heard it like in a distant uh, hallway and we're like, okay, because I'm not really what? What is she saying? What? Well, and not only that, but like we weren't watching the talk. No. In fact, we went. We weren't. I mean, somebody was, but we weren't. Sharon, I learned a lot more about you and your show. You're welcome. Than I ever had previously because you, I mean, because she couldn't, she couldn't handle confrontation. She couldn't handle like Mm -hmm. it's called the talk and you're not able to talk. Now, she goes on to say in this article or this interview, they were of these women that, remember, were her longtime friends and then destroyed her. Right? Right. Okay. Like in the blink of an eye. That happens. Mm -hmm, You've heard that a lot, right? They were Mm -hmm. friends of mine, especially Kristen Matthews. And I told them, you've destroyed me. And I told them, I will never be able to get over this. It's like once you've put that seat, once you have that seed put on you, that you are a racist. It never goes away. I told them they destroyed me. It is so clear that she is not that sh- she is not in the right frame of mind when it comes no, to and she has, the facts of what actually happened and what she was actually responsible for in this particular. And, and she has scenario. absolutely no intention to try to grow from it at all, and, or learn from it, or make any changes. And she's talking on the making And there's also that. Another person who maybe left the room because Mm -hmm. she didn't want to have tough conversations. Yeah. Also, as you mentioned before, maybe in a little bit of a click with also Piers Morgan. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah. They might run in the same crowds in the hallway. Exactly. It's it's kind of like people who, you know, I don't even I don't even know. I mean. you guys can do the math on your own. Who's your D-bag, Colleen? Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> My D-bag, Ufta. Her name, you're probably not going to know her right off the bat. Her name is Eliza Kelly. What? Who's I, Eliza yeah, I don't Kelly? Know she sounds like a regular person. Why is she your D-bag? Why is she your D-bag? What? Thanks for asking, you guys. She is the astrologer who is responsible for People TV's celebrity astrology investigation. And she has got some stuff to say about a very, very popular publicationship that we have been following on the Colleen and Bradley show. And that publicationship is called Benefer Againifer. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. She's got the deets on the stars. Oh, does she ever? Because she doesn't need to talk to them. She doesn't need to know them. She doesn't need to see anything about them. All she needs to know is what's already been faded and written in the stars. Is she also these two? Is she also a body language expert? No, not that I know of, but possibly. Let me read a little bit of what she said about their relationship. Okay, so she um, she did a deep dive um, 
into their um, birth charts. You know, Jennifer Lopez is 52. Ben Affleck is 49. Um, and by her calculation, the artists Venus and the actors Saturn were, quote, exactly aligned in 2002 with the planets, quote, bonding together as activated by the eclipses. Now, that all sounds really, really convincing, doesn't it? No, but I, mostly because I don't. Who's the actor named Saturn? No, no, no. He stars in such movies as Out of This no. World. No. Her Venus and his Saturn Is were it his aligned. Venus? Well, listen. And her I don't Saturn? know what the stars say. Where <laughs> is Uranus in this particular uh, equation? She did not take any that into account. Um, she did, though, explain that the north and south nodes have an orbit of about 19 years. And for the first out. time, the lunar nodes have cycled to the exact same place they were in 2002. So this, in closing, they are literally fated to be together. I don't understand what any of those things mean. Oh, and I actually am that. the person who, in the 80s, used to roll up to the grocery store and buy those little paper tubes with your um, astrology chart yeah. on them for the month? Why wouldn't you? Holly, do you remember you those? No. I know you looked oh, like a- you were confused and I would, I'll, we'll find a Google experience, but you, there was kind of like a, a tube that I'm sure people use to snort some kind of powdery substance on occasion, but you would unfurl it. You would, what was the eighties? You would unfurl <laughs> it and it would have your star chart for the month and it would include you know, your horoscope, but it would also include like your lucky numbers. Lucky numbers. Yep. Who you were compatible with. For like the what month. vegetables to buy at the grocery store mm-hmm. that weren't who to avoid going to cross your, you know, rising house. Sounds legit. Or your Uranus. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to find out what's going to circle Uranus because I mean, who doesn't? It's important. That's a mystery really you don't want to leave to chance. Here's this is my takeaway from, um, astrologer Eliza Kelly. Um, My takeaway is this. When you're an astrologer, you can just throw a bunch of planetary words around and then make up what they all mean. Yeah. All I'm saying is it doesn't sound real. No, it doesn't. And I wouldn't know. It doesn't, but I will say, like, uh, I know I don't believe in aliens, but, like, astrology to me has always been kind of like like Sudoku. Like, it's Mm -hmm. fun to read you know, or it's fun to do, but I don't really spend a lot of time trying to under, that wasn't a good analogy. Essentially. I'm saying like, I think astrology is fun, but only in so far as it tells me exactly what I want to hear. Right. Of course. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, and, that, like and that's a, what she's trying to do. It's like doing a quiz in sassy magazine. Yeah. They're fine. hundred percent. And you can go back and redo it and give the answers that give you the result you want. Yeah. And I feel like that's what Eliza Kelly is doing because she's like, everybody wants these two to be forever. So I'm going to tell everybody these two are forever. What, what are their signs? Do we know? Because I feel like Jennifer Lopez is probably a Virgo. Uh, this is a really... Well, okay, let me check. Ben Affleck is a Leo. Thank you. Yep. He's a Leo and she is And Jennifer a... Lopez is a Cancer. Oh, okay. Or no, wait. Mm-hmm. She's also a Leo, but she's kind of a cusp. Ooh, that's interesting. Like a Cancer. She's Leo a cuspy cusp. Leo. Yeah. Now, my, I thought that you, I thought you were always incompatible with your same sign. Yeah, Am but I it really wrong? depends on your rising sign. Yeah, also your moon oh, sign. Those yes. are your big three. Mm, also, where my your moon sign are. is Uranus. Okay, <laughs> when we come back, 
I think we should stop. Bye. How many times can we work Uranus into a segment? When we come back, Publation... I really thought you were going to stop earlier. <laughs> That's what she said. Okay, before we get... T- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And off the air, we're going to talk about a publationship when we come back. This publationship is called Wild and Styles. And things are really wild and styly with these two. We'll tell you why when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show. Um, there's a publicationship we need to catch you up to speed on because uh, the eye rolls are extreme with this one. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm the Bradley. That's the Colleen. Hey. Um, you remember what a publicationship is, right, Colleen? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, carry the one. It is a relationship for publicity. And what is a Wildy and Stylies? That would be an Olivia Wilde and a Harry Styles. Yeah, and they're barking. They're telling stories. Oh, they, the dogs are barking. The dogs are barking. No, they're in headlines. It, specifically, she is in headlines. Also, I saw her like soapy showing nipples yesterday. What? How? What? I, why was I looking at? Um, like why were you soapy looking buns, at anybody's nipples? Olivia's soapy buns and perky nipples. Well, why don't I tell you, Bradley, why you were looking at Olivia Wilde's nipples and buns? It's because she's doing a promo for this company called True Botanicals, and it's oh. like I'm all natural. Look at me, I've got natural buns and nips. Buy it, my stuff. It's pretty intense. So Google it if if that's your thing. Um, but I I was like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know why she's sharing so much of herself, but apparently to sell products. And, you know, that's uh, what people do. Okay. They do it. But then I saw this story over on Us Weekly, and I was like, okay, here's the fun stuff. Olivia Wilde says she's living in London and Los Angeles part-time amid Harry Styles' romance. So Mm. I'm in a... That's interesting. She's bi-coastal, I think the kids call it, right? Or bi-national. Why? I, I mean, coming out was earlier this Transcontinental. She's very, very international at this moment in her life. And so I was like, okay, I'll bite Olivia Wilde. Tell me what you're up to. Well, Colleen, the book smart director opened up about being in a really good place in her life and her transcontinental move. Quote. Oh, okay. I'm finally driving a car. What? I feel really good about it. I'm sorry, did they mix up quotes with Britney Spears? Or like your teenager? Right, exactly. I'm finally driving a car. I feel really good about it. No, to your point, Colleen, this is not Britney Spears. This is Olivia Wilde, 37. Did she never drive a car before? Was she not allowed to? Could she not do that when she was <laughs> just in in 
L.A.? Like, what does her move to London have to do with her driving a car? Also, if that's the thing that is making your life good right now, sorry, I'm having a train, get on the train or get off. I just feel like I don't understand. I don't understand what driving (laughs) a car has to do with anything. Yeah, well, you're going to start to understand here in a moment, but it's not going to make you feel any better about your life. I'm finally driving a car. I feel really good about it, Wilde said, as she discussed her eco-friendly habits and current living situation. Okay. okay. Wow, sell it. How sexy does that sound? Do you want to hear my eco-friendly habits? But first of all, driving a car is eco-friendly? Anyway, here we go. What kind of car is that? I usually, Colleen, I usually was in New York and not needing a car. But now that I don't live there anymore and I live between LA and London driving is now a thing where I'm like, how am I going to participate in future innovation in a good way? I've been driving an electric car and I'm like, ah, does this make me feel like a better human being? I mean, she literally just told us how disgustingly wealthy, rich and privileged she is. But yet, um, a good person, right? Like, let me show you how amazing I am by telling you how terribly rich I am. I don't think she had the effect that she thought she was having by sharing these details about her life. So these are there. There are there comes a time in every celebrity's life when they do an interview and they say a bunch of stuff, and we, the receivers of the interview, yeah want to say to them, did you hear yourself when you said that stuff? Literally. she Because I'm know. having that moment. I'm like, oh, I have secondhand embarrassment. Because, like, I get what she's saying. Like, I understand. Like, you're, sure. you're, you live in two countries. You didn't need a car in New York. Although, I'm like, do you really need a car in L.A.? But I think she means she's driving uh, an electric vehicle in, uh, or excuse me, in New York. I think she's driving an, uh, an electric car in L.A. Okay, interesting, right? Like, Maybe you didn't have to do that. That's an interesting anecdote. But to then couch it as, how am I going to participate in future innovation in a good way? I'm driving a car and I'm like, ah, this does make me feel like a better human being. What? Like, do you understand that most people can't afford electric vehicle, number one? And if they could, it's not as bougie an experience as I think you're probably having. So I just, again, I don't think she's... She's talking to a very small audience, and I don't know that it's the Us Magazine or Us Weekly audience. No, I don't think it is, and I actually think the audience is an audience of one, and that audience is her, because she's looking for ways to make herself feel good, or like she's contributing to society, which is great. But like, show don't tell, maybe? Yeah. Well, and during this interview, she also went on to talk about how she's in a really, really good place in her life. Um, did did she mention Harry at all? Yes, no, actually she does, oh, okay. and it's hilarious. Okay. So, you know, she's in a better place, it translated to taking better care of herself than ever. I'm spending my time in a way that allows me to have a generally healthier, happier lifestyle. Yeah, because you got resources. It's okay. Then she goes on to say, um, her latest revelation uh, is that apparently his parent or her parents rather came to his concert. At Madison Square Garden in New York City on October 3rd. Oh. So her parents came to show support for essentially their daughter's boyfriend, right? Well, that's nice. And she says that he didn't shout out his girlfriend's parents during the show, but a source exclusively told Us Weekly at the time 
that they did seem to be really big fans of his. (laughs) Were they wearing T-shirts and like, did they have like the light up I love Harry novelty button right the insider notes the actress's parents snapped photos of the watermelon crooner musician from the crowd and cheered him on it's very obvious they're supporting and adore him also also the song's not called watermelon crooner it's called watermelon sugar so it should be watermelon sugar crooner thanks us weekly for trying yeah well good call i think they i think the um the bot was asleep on that particular day Let's also just consider what that was like for his girlfriend's parents to watch him sing about. Because, y'all, watermelon sugar Google is it. not about. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, you know, that the parents is are like. to watching sexy also, things with your parents. Can you imagine meeting her, her parents afterward and mom's like, watermelon sugar. <laughs> I love that song, Harry. Can you sing that song to me again? <laughs> Don't tell mom I, what that song's about. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, oh, sugar I, I feel weird and not in a good way. Oh, tastes like oh. strawberries. <laughs> oh no, nope. I just oh, find uh, I find that entire experience awkward. I do too. Um, I'm glad that they're happy. It sounds like they're happy. It sounds like she's enjoying her well, electric car. That's great. I mean, she feels like a better human being. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Now, why don't you go over to True Botanicals and spend $175 on my skincare routine? Thank you. I'm going to practice being mm. a better human by not <laughs> by putting my eyeballs back in my head after they've now rolled. That sounds like yeah. a good plan. I'm going to ship that product, right. and you know how that product gets to me. Via airplane and cars. Yeah. So that'll make up for the uh, electric vehicle. I need you to feel better about yourself. When we come back, do you put stuff on your pancakes or in them? Why? Don't do that. We're talking pancakes when we come back right here on My Talk 1071.